Thanks for downloading this episode of On Comedy Writing. This is the podcast about the business and craft of writing comedy. I'm your host, Alan Johnson. This is our fifth episode, and our guest today is John Milstein, a clickhole contributor and former Funnier Die writer. He's a really great writer who's got a really weird, specific voice that's super funny. So I was really happy to get him on the podcast. So here's John Milstein. John, where are you? Where are you from originally? Uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire, East Coast. Yep, yep. What's it? What was it like growing up in uh, in the Shire? Uh, it was cool. Um, you know, uh, it's uh, you, you drive around not as much. Uh, a lot of stop signs, not too many stop lights. That's a big uh, difference in the driving. <laughs> that's uh, the dream, right? That's the main difference. Yeah, between uh, here and there, but uh, it's good. Uh, had you know. I was uh, really into skateboarding, had a lot of friends, and we skateboarded a lot, and there was an indoor skate park, so we got to do that all year round. That oh, was cool. the best, yeah. Yeah. New Hampshire, uh, hot tip. Um, so did you, were you into comedy back then? Yeah, I think uh, my brother and I were always reading like comedy books. Uh, we really loved Dave Barry, yeah. uh, and so we read all that, and you know, the Calvin and Hobbes, uh, Far Side, The Usual suspects and uh we had Mad the movie Maggie. the usual suspects yeah 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 we'd read the the screenplay <laughs> uh uh and then uh we read mad magazine every month and i got cracked magazine i got it uh at a time when they were their company was like not uh working anymore and they stopped sending them they became very irregular uh, so I'll always what, what was cracked magazine like because it was i knew it was like an old thing yeah, it, it was like, I think uh, it has always been just like a bad, mad magazine. Right. Uh, and so, and it was like a little more uh, just kind of like gross out and like sloppy. Um, and then clearly their their business was not as good because they like, it was crazy. I, w- I had a subscription to the magazine and then I only got like half a year. All, all <laughs> it's, uh, so now I don't go to crack.com uh, because they <laughs> stole $7 from me. <laughs> Well, it's funny because they like crack.com is like completely different from uh, from that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting that they uh, who who knows how the brand even like transferred like that. So yeah. we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what what else, were you watching like uh, Comedy Central or anything like that? I honestly didn't watch that much comedy like uh, TV shows because we were our my parents were like extremely anti TV and we didn't have cable. Oh. Uh, I would watch like. We used to watch The Simpsons and Home Improvement uh, and News Radio because those were all like we could get those all on. Uh, I don't even know what's like less than cable, right? But, right. Uh, yeah, and then I, like so, I never really watched Comedy Central like except for at my friend's house. So like I would watch Chappelle Show. That was like a, a one at the friend's house, and then I think my brother bought uh, Ali G on DVD, and that was kind of okay. like the first show that we like really got into, and then Curb curb and then arrested development and yeah such a so many good shows right uh were you were you doing any comedy uh while, while you were in new hampshire uh i was at my high school i uh was uh there was a newspaper and i became the humor editor of the newspaper oh so it was like an onion style uh one page every week it was honestly awesome uh I was like, I had deadlines every week and like felt uh, pressure to write comedy every mm-hmm. week, which is pretty, you know, cool to, to, I'm glad that it went that way. 
so did you have like your restrictions obviously like on what you could do um i think one time they we posted something or we uh printed something back then uh that was uh that said on it was like it said f u at one point and the the advisor to the newspaper took me aside and said we can't print f u it didn't say like it, fuck you but it said uh, the letters f u <laughs> if it, if we had written the real words i can only imagine what would happen but yeah but was that pretty much it there yeah i think so i mean i i don't think i was like uh uh had an inclination to be like particularly like right. anti-school i wasn't right. gonna write like school stinks but <laughs> i did i, I do uh use my the platform to like call out some uh some trends in my school do, remember, do you remember anything yeah there was this one uh thing that people used to do in so i went to a private school and we had an assembly every week and uh there the school was like is super old so it has all these kind of old boy traditions and uh this is like gonna this is gonna be such a long story um but uh at the end of every assembly they would say senior class which meant that the senior class could get up and leave the assembly and then like all the other classes could come afterwards and sometimes i think freshmen would like go before the seniors and the seniors <laughs> would hiss at them and i just remember i wrote something i had like a fake ad in the newspaper at one point that was like hissing is for tools and it was like a snake coming out of a drill <laughs> Uh, so did you get bullied after that? No, I was a senior I, class. I, I, yeah, I think I was a, I was a senior at the time. So I was more okay. likely to tell my, of my peers that they were being dopes than like, uh, you know, <laughs> try to target somebody bigger than me. Some dumb freshman. Yeah. Um, so then you went to college. Did you go to college? Yep. Yep. Did you go to, where'd you go? Uh, Brown. Oh, okay. Uh, which their comedy scene is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, I got into, like, I continue to do the written humor. They have a really great satirical newspaper over there called The Brown Noser that uh, is awesome. Oh, I was doing that in college. Oh, I went cool. to uh, Quinnipiac. It's a small college in oh, Connecticut. Oh, nice. I was uh, the editor-in-chief of my... Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. What was the name of it? The Quinnipiac Barnacle. Oh, cool. It was a play on the Quinnipiac Chronicle, the official newspaper. I love it. Yeah. Um, was, it a, was it really fun? Is that good memory? Yeah. No, I loved it. Yeah. I was um, editor-in-chief for two years. Yeah. Oh, cool. It was a good time. Where, where, is, where did you say? It's in Connecticut. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. So you, so you, you kind of started in high school and just kept it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then eventually got into, in college, doing like more like sketch and a little stand-up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, I kind of eventually was like, this is what I want to do. I love writing, and so uh, yeah, came around to doing it in more groups. But what was your uh, major in college? Uh, I did uh, neuroscience. Oh, and wow. Then, yeah, I kind of was on the pre med path, and then defected. Uh, like around, I mean, I, I, I uh, that was what I majored in. But mm-hmm. junior year, I was like, I think I want to just keep writing and make that my main thing. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was a. Uh, uh, neuroscience is so cool you don't really learn about it in any high school or anything right you like for some reason in biology class you don't learn like the, the smallest bit of neuroscience but it's like i would say one of the most interesting sciences yeah uh, do, do you use any neuroscience stuff in your humor today i don't think so but um yeah i would have to say no <laughs> um but uh, uh you know i still go i still uh we go and work hard sometimes, which is a lot like going to the library <laughs> right. to study for your neuro test. Were your were your parents a little miffed about that? No, they're uh, very supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, my older brother is uh, a also in the comedy biz, uh, okay. and he came out here before me. 
and so I think they were used to the idea of us not doing being professionals the comedy uh, sense yeah and now my sister my youngest sister also has moved out here and she's working at icm she's like getting into the biz side oh, of wow. things too so we have a there's three of us now pretty cool group glad we're all out here together <laughs> that's awesome do you guys like hang out a lot or yeah it's been great uh i li- I lived with my brother when i moved here mm-hmm. uh, i moved out from i stopped living with, now he's he got married recently hats off to him dan uh love love him to bits uh but uh yeah so i moved out about a year and a half ago or i guess i guess a year ago um, was when we stopped living together and now that my sister's out here yeah we all hang out it's, it's the best mm-hmm. uh so going back to uh the satirical magazine in, in college um what, what were your challenges in like running that um well i didn't run the satirical one oh, okay. i i was a an editor of a another one that was like a literary comedy oh i see sort of thing um the uh, the challenges of that i guess were uh, that one was interesting because it was like kind of a little brother to the big brother which was the humor newspaper so it was kind of like like all the same people wrote for both things but they were kind of more trying to kill it on the newspaper than the literary one and so it was a matter of just oh why why is that I think uh, the the newspaper was just more vetted. It was like there was a bigger staff. Um, it was kind of uh, there. I would say it was better, <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, just getting people to prioritize the the little guy was hard sometimes. With the newspaper, did you release like once a month or once a week? I think it was once. Uh, honestly, I think there were two. Uh, like there were like six a year, I think, or maybe five a year. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. There weren't that many, but they were all like, I mean, they they rejected articles, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like you want people to reject bad stuff, or right. you know, or take get the stuff that's the best stuff. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it was really good. Did you uh, for the literary magazine? Was that like once a, a year, or we also did? We were on the same release schedule. Oh, I, I think see. It's, I think maybe there were four a year. Okay, they, they and they had five because they also had a summer edition the newspaper oh so like yeah. they released like uh, one a summer they like people would write uh towards the end of the summer people would like act, as they were coming back to school they would write and so they would release one they would kind of hit the ground running and have one out during mm-hmm. you know the first couple of weeks did you have any uh favorite headlines from back then um okay let's see uh <laughs> um i know I, there was one that was like my favorite one of my favorites was this one that was a uh, weird sound coming from man chained to radiator that was like a <laughs> newspaper one yeah i dig it <laughs> yeah that was a uh, an absolute grand slam uh, <laughs> amazing article <laughs> uh so what so besides your brother what prompted you to move to la like uh yeah i think uh a lot of my friends were moving to new york my friends who had done comedy at school were going to new york and then a, very, a small number of them were coming to, L- to la so I was initially really inclined towards New York, uh, but then really it was my brother being like, "Hey, I have a free room here." Uh, my his his roommate had just was just moving out or would be moving out as I would be graduating, and so for me it was so easy to kind of be like, "Well, I'll just go to LA and give it a few months," and I I had that mentality for the first you know six months of like you know I'm just giving it a shot here, seeing what it feels like, and then I'll like go join all my buddies in New York if it doesn't work out. Right. 
So when you first get here, uh, what, were, what, were, what was your job or what were you doing? I started tutoring. That was uh, like my, yeah, for my first about year out here, I was tutoring. Um, and then I started doing internships too at, at uh, a couple of places at uh, eventually at Funnier Die, which is kind of how I, I wound oh. up there. Um, How'd you get your internship at Funnier Die? You just... I started, actually, I got it from a previous internship at this place called Point Grey Pictures. That is, that's Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's oh, right. company. And so they were connected, yeah. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. What, what'd you do in your, at the point grade, just read scripts? Yeah, just kind of read scripts, uh, go to Trader Joe's, get get those, get fruit, <laughs> you know, uh, and drive around. Did you read any scripts that got made? Yeah, the interview was like getting oh, made. Oh, cool. Uh, and so we were, I remember at that time people being around the office being like All right, should we be worried that like north korea is going to get mad about this movie and everybody was like no no we like we talked to people we've that we've decided there's no risk like it'll be fine mm-hmm. and uh it wasn't but uh yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny to be there for that oh so you were there like when that was coming out just when no just like in pre-production uh, pre-production basically. okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's so weird that that happened yeah, I know. It's uh, it's I so mean, weird to like they... think even think going back like that actually happened. That's so strange. Yeah, I wonder did they did they watch the movie? Did like uh, did the higher ups in North Korea watch that movie? Or I think it, well, it all happened before it came out, so they right. just knew the premise of it and were really mad. I mean, they did like murder. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, we watched it like uh, Christmas of that year. The whole family, we all gathered around, <laughs> watched it on Netflix. Uh, good, good times. <laughs> Uh, so then at Funny or Die, what were you doing in your internship there? Uh, it's kind of similar stuff. Uh, I, so at Point Grey, I uh, didn't really understand the like how to use an internship and how to really kind of put my nose to the grindstone and be like, or, or not even that, but just how to be focused and say like, I'm here and I want to like turn this into something. So I'm going to be the best intern that I can be. And so Funnier Die, I kind of was armed with that knowledge. I was like, I really need to have a job. And so I just was a hard, hard worker and like <laughs> really good at cleaning up and, and everything like that. Making coffee, you better believe it. <laughs> did, they, did they have you do any like writerly duties or? Yeah, there was, uh, I, at one point, like my kind of one of my big projects uh, was uh, I had to take all the catalog of all the past ideas that writers had pitched and just like put them into a big, uh packet like or a google doc that was uh i guess that's like semi-writerly and then uh i eventually got hired back like for a job that was like half intern half like pa person and Mm -hmm. that ended up being kind of a creative job for the google doc what what was like the purpose of that just to like go back and see yeah i think it was like they you know people pitch so many ideas at funnier die they were pitching a lot of ideas to celebrities and (laughs) you know uh a celebrity would not pick an idea but it was still really good oh, and it I would see. just be forgotten forever uh, even though like it could have been a really good video and so this was a way for them to just kind of keep those ideas alive mm-hmm. so then um at the end of your internship they like you asked if they had job job yeah, i kind of had floated the idea to like my supervisor and mm-hmm. you know people around or i just said like if there's positions yeah i'd really like to i'd really like to stick around and then the basically couple weeks before the internship ended somebody in the branded department was said they needed some like help just uh uh for a few weeks and i think because i had like asked around i got to do that oh cool mm-hmm. 
uh during this time are you taking like ecb classes or yeah i was writing so for mod around then so. oh so you were already on a mod team by then yeah i uh around when i started interning at uh funny or die i was writing for mod i kind of like i had you know me and my friends back in school were like we were all about ucb we'd like <laughs> go on funny or die and like watch you know paul rust's vids right. and and alan mcleod and everybody uh so we were like amped to get to be a part of that community and so i started taking classes like right uh like i signed up for the for the first sketch class like uh on the floor of my apartment when there was nothing in my room oh so it was a little poetic moment that said yeah. i wanted to be comedy man yeah, yeah. you just put that right in your brain yeah exactly um well, but you still you kind of so you just like motored through the classes really quickly yeah and at that point you only had to do two you didn't have to do a oh i see so, I was able, yeah, I would like just made the deadline to submit for mod. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, so for mod, what, what was the packet like? Was it like three sketches, right? Yeah, I think back then it was just three sketches. Uh, yeah, it was just like three sketches, one premise, one character sketch, and then one that was just whatever, either or. Mm -hmm. And so then you were on the Royal Bermuda Whiskey Club, yeah, right? Yeah, longest name in, in mod <laughs> history. Uh, I would say bad name, not a good name. <laughs> what, was the, what was the thinking behind the name? Uh, we just, I don't know, we really... Couldn't get out. We, I mean, I think a lot of maybe because we were all pretty new to the system, we were like really putting a lot of effort into picking our name. I'm sure it's this that this is true of groups that are being created today, but I think we were all pretty green. So, like, we wanted to make this name really great, and we were just emailing back and forth so much. And we had like two meetings to pick a name, and I think it was like a name that came out of a compromise. So, it was <laughs> somebody, uh, Matt Newell wanted it to be, uh, royal or he had suggested uh royal bermuda yacht club which is a which is a drink mm -hmm. and um but then someone expressed the concern that it, that was too similar to harvard sailing team so we just like changed a word in royal bermuda yacht club and it yeah and it just uh is a, it continues to be a, a scourge <laughs> and then no it's great but it was a great team uh how long were you guys in my team for uh we were a team for a year and a half and mm -hmm. then we so we yeah we made it through a full year it got renewed and then we kind of we got cut mid-year which is pretty pretty exceptional uh oh yeah we got uh but uh i think we just kind of like hadn't weren't gelling as a team oh, i see and our shows had gotten like kind of rough and so uh yeah they pulled the trigger on us and yeah so a year and a half so at that point, did you have to like reapply for mod? Yeah, I was. So I was off mod for a few months, and then when uh, then I re reapplied for 2016. Mm -hmm. And on Judith. Yeah, I'm actually not on Judith anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, was on it for four months, was uh, or like five months, and it was really awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, and that team's so great. Uh, and I was just kind of feeling like at work. I was like writing all these sketches right. and I was writing sketches outside of work and I was like, I should, you know, I should start writing some other stuff. And so I basically, I quit the team and, you know, uh, but with, with all the love, with so much love <laughs> and, uh, then, uh, and then funnier die, uh, you know, this is uh, my, uh, my sob story and then funnier die like laid off all of its writers. So, so now I'm just a free agent floating in the world, you know, looking for, looking for a good time. <laughs> Oh, so why did why did Funny or Die? It was like uh -huh. a they just kind of uh, did a, a downsizing, um, and yeah, uh, basically they had a New York staff and an LA staff, and most of the LA writing staff got cut, and the New York staff 
Warriors is still there, more or less. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, R.I.P. It was a. I loved it. It was a great place and I, I fond fondest memories. Love you, funny your dad. What? <laughs> um, well, what's what's a, like a daily a day in the life at Funny or Die? Uh, it's you. You know, it's there. Uh, it's very self directed. You kind of you get in. If you want to write a sketch, you do. There are two writers meetings a week. Uh, one on Monday, one on Wednesday. This is uh, how it was when I was there. Who knows? Maybe it's different now. Um, they and so yeah, you kind of have a mix of like your own projects that you want that you want to get going, and then there's you know a, a topical thing will happen, and maybe there'll be somebody will express like the head writer will say like we should probably make a video about this. Um, but it's really self-directed. I know that like the onion is super regimented and I would say funnier dies like super unregimented. I There's see. like no deadlines. It's just kind of like make sketches is kind of the mandate. Like just go out and make videos. Um, so is there, uh, a lot of de- so there's not really much demand when they say like uh, we have a celebrity coming in yeah so those will be those will be times when that that stuff will happen to you so you'll it's a mix of yeah doing your own thing mm-hmm. trying to write stuff that you want to make and then eventually sometimes you'll get an email that says yeah we're having a meeting with uh let's say tom hanks and oh, yeah. uh we want to make a video like a sully video uh and then you'll come up with some sully related ideas or it was pretty rare when I was there that they would say like, you know, there's an event that we really need to cover, but sometimes that would happen too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, have you seen the Nick Weiger sketch about like the Gangnam style oh, thing? Yeah, it's the best. So good. that's how I always pictured like the saddest version of a funnier, uh, yeah, funnier yeah. die writer. Yeah. Do you like feel that at all? Or I think that everybody felt at times, I mean, especially now that everybody had felt at times that it was like making topical videos is like a little bit of a a little bit of a grind a little bit soul i wouldn't say soul crushing but mm-hmm. it's soul dampening right uh, but yeah now especially because the, the the world of content is so crazy i mean i think there's i don't think people i guess people do still want to see topical comedy videos but i don't think they want to see them as much and so right. i think now it was probably an, an even more disheartening kind of thing to do than maybe it was three or four years ago. Right. Um, so what, what's the difference between a, a funnier die sketch and a mod night sketch? Is there a difference or besides, yeah. besides like filming it obviously, but mm-hmm. I think, uh, we know with a stage sketch, you know, the audience is there. They're like in the seats. Uh, you don't know how many will be there, but you know, they're like, it's a captive audience. <laughs> so you don't really have to grab them at the beginning in the I same see. way. Uh, I mean, you certainly want to grab them with like an interesting story, like an interesting human kind of story. But you don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be like, uh, you know, some Donald Trump, uh, small, like Donald, Donald Trump has a small penis sketch that you're right. like, Oh, I want to click on that and see what that is. <laughs> uh, it's just kind of like, you know, a funny observation that you have. Um, and I think, yeah, that's a, a big difference. Yeah. That's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, any, do you have any, uh, favorite stories from funny or die? Um, let's see. All right. What, what do we got? Um, Who's who's the biggest celebrity you worked with at Funny or Die? Um, I we pitched to I pitched to uh, the handsome man from Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, oh, Johnny Depp? No, oh, Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom, yeah, yeah. yeah we pitched to him. He was very really nice. Uh, uh, yeah, he was a really funny guy. Yeah. Down to get hop on some ideas. He was mm-hmm. probably one of the most 
famous. Uh, met Dr. Phil, really interesting guy. <laughs> yeah. He drove us around in, or I don't think, yeah, I think he did drive us around in his, uh, he has like a custom go-kart that's really funny at the Paramount lot. Uh, and I don't remember. That's so random. Wow. It, but I know it's like, it's like modded out. He has kind of like a <laughs> cool butch uh, go-kart <laughs> or, uh, you know, golf cart. Right. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched a couple of your, your videos. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. I really liked, uh, where does the smell of a kiss come from? Oh, cool. Thanks. Uh, h- how did that idea come about? Yeah. That's actually an interesting like case study for the mod thing versus, uh, a, oh, okay. a video, a internet video thing. Cause that had, that idea had started as a mod sketch that we put up for Royal Bermuda and, uh, it was Josh Breckis and Jessica Lowe were in it. And Josh was a brother who was going away to college and he wanted to impart wisdom to his brother who was starting high school. And so the, the like one piece of wisdom that he really wanted to give him, he was like, you know, Jefferson High is a really confusing place. You know, kids are going to be bullying you. They're going to be smoking cigarettes. But uh, the one thing you got to know, like everybody's going to know what the smell of a kiss is. And you want to know that too. And the way you do it, is you just lick your hand and smell the back of it. And so that was like uh, the way that it worked as a stage sketch. And then he was kind of, you know, as, as sketch uh, characters do, he kept harping on this smell of a kiss thing. <laughs> Uh, and so when we went to make that as an internet video, uh, you know, you want like more of an in for the audience. So rather than just kind of filming a scene of a brother, two brothers in a, in like a bedroom, uh, it was, we kind of, uh, positioned it as like a, a format that people recognize online right. that like science video. Um, and that's like a fun way in yeah. everybody knows like a weird two camera science host guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how involved were you with the editing on that? That one I edited myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Because I was going to say the editing really made that uh, Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. I love, for stuff like that especially, I think it's so fun to edit. Like, right. um, I think a scene too is really fun because you can, you know, you pick fun reaction shots and whatnot, but especially something that has kind of an internet-y format, you can be a lot more like loosey-goosey with the type of weird, right. edit, weird editing tricks you want to put in there. Do, do you act a lot in your own sketches? Yeah, I think uh, I like to. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's fun. I feel like you know, if, if I might as well put myself in my own stuff. It's right. a, I have fun doing it, and uh, you know, my mom gets to see it, and she's is proud of me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I do. Um, okay, the big test. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I really love that too. It was like um, it reminded me of what's that movie that came out? Oh, um, the perfect score. The perfect score. Like Main, yeah. And I just like how you, it, it, and it's kind of the same thing in the other sketch is that you have like a really confident kind of weirdo or loser <laughs> and then you just kind of like inhabit that world with that guy. Yeah. And yeah, I think like, I like to speak again to your point of like, you know, internet videos versus like a funnier mm-hmm. die video. Like, I think something like that is like a similar to a scene in a way. Like, I, so I think like scenic internet videos, it's interesting to see them now. Like if just like two, you know, people talking, like you're jumping in on a scene of people's lives or whatever. I think it's interesting. Like there's so many of them. There've been so many scenic right. sketches at this point, just like filming a scene to me is like, I don't know if it, it has to be like such a banger. Uh, I don't even know what, I mean, I guess like it's performance that could make something like that work. Like if you have an amazing, it's like a f- amazing performance driven scene. Like I could see how that would work, but so something like that is like kind of close to a scene, but it has like a weird format and kind of a weird, interesting way in for the internet. I think like that it, to me, it like makes more, makes sense as an internet video. Cause it, 
it just like offers something that's a little bit different from just like uh you know the first person comes out and like says what their game is and then there's like three beats of that like filming that to me is like i don't really i don't know i i think you can do more with video that then like you shouldn't just think about like oh i have this live sketch that i love like i want to film it like i think that's great but just i think that it's fun to like utilize the format a little more it's interesting so do, do you try to do like a lot of like kind of genre parody in there yeah i think i mean for that one like uh yeah i think that like is just kind of like a i i've uh like yeah, a total genre parody thing mm-hmm. um well i think even i would say the uh your, the, the kiss one is also like a genre parody mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess is that like, I guess maybe that's a big difference between, it's like you said, it's a framing device for your sketch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, uh, yeah, I mean that, that, that big test one is like, has that voiceover that kind of like separates it a little right. bit, like gives it, gives you a little bit of a way in for a, for a mm-hmm. video. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, a genre parody is a fun, definitely always a fun thing. And especially mm-hmm. when it's an internet genre then you can really get some like then that's like instant recognition i think for the uh-huh. audience right in in that video uh there's like a, a kind of um out of nowhere three-way kiss mm-hmm. uh it's kind of like not on game so uh-huh. i was wondering like how you feel about uh like kind of putting jokes because i thought it was, it was hilarious uh-huh. but how do you feel about doing like stuff off game yeah i think uh yeah like i'm all about it i mean i think uh something like that I, w- I wouldn't even really uh know like i wouldn't be i have a hard time naming the game of that stage. right yeah um but i think like stuff that's off game like you know you'll know when you're writing the joke whether it makes sense like i think you don't want to like just write some joke that's off game just for the sake of like throwing something random in there but doing something that's uh you know that puts your your specific like voice into it that's like mm-hmm. a fun joke uh, i think is definitely always worth it i think that's the stuff that separates like your classic three beat sketch on, right. on stage from like, you know, something where you're like, Oh, this is like really interesting. I don't know. To me. Yeah. 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 I just, I just wrote down just the quote from it. Uh, Harvard, he had no choice but to accept us. I thought that was <laughs> like, funny. I really appreciate the, the yeah. level of analysis you put into this. Very flattering. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I, well, I, I started watching him. I just enjoyed him. So I kept going. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. I watched the boarding with John. Oh, number cool. three. I, that's also cool. just a very, uh, that's interesting. How do you think of titles for stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I think, well, at that time I had this friend of mine, uh, Wes Schlagenhoff, who's another comedy writer, great guy who he and his like comedy partner Parker put their names in a lot of their sketches. They like often play themselves. So I was like, yeah, I'll just like put, like put be myself in a sketch. That sounds fun. <laughs> so that was kind of why that one was called, I had uh, John in it. Uh, I, yeah. I, specifically like number three like that's such a great oh, like specific detail there there are three of those oh there are yeah, yeah. oh i just yeah. i just saw the one oh, yeah okay. maybe i should uh i know that's on my per, my personal website right yeah. so maybe i should link to the rest of the series or something like that oh that's funny mm-hmm. um that was another kind of uh genre parody yeah and another confident loser would you say that's kind of a yeah i think the that, tropes you like i guess so yeah i i think yeah i think it definitely I would say that there's a lot of truth to that. I love love. I haven't really thought about that before, but I I like the idea of a confident loser for sure. <laughs> um, and then Jeff Upworthy. Yeah, that was great. That just was a re- very simple. Yeah, that was funny. a pitch from Dave Ferguson, who was the head writer at Funny or Die, um, and he like pitched it kind of offhand. Like, I mean, it wasn't an offhand pitch. He like meant it when he pitched it, but he. I uh, kind of like singled me out as like a millennial and was like, Hey, Milstein, like you should write this, uh, uh, pitch like Jeff Upworthy. And he says, you might be a millennial. Uh, and then 
it was so cool the way it came together so it's like for if you if you haven't seen this sketch it's uh jeff foxworthy is playing jeff a guy named jeff upworthy uh who says you might be a millennial that's the whole sketch (laughs) um but uh the we we kind of wrote it like not with any particular person in mind uh and then we we cast out to some like young comedians we wanted to do it and they couldn't they weren't available and then sean boyle who's a producer at funnier die suggested uh maybe we should just talk to jeff foxworthy and it was such a kind of like cool suggestion and so sean reached out to him and he his through his like people and they were into it and so it was like such a fun the way it came together was so fun we got to go to indiana it was a really fun trip we kind of like intercepted jeff foxworthy uh as he was doing a show he had like two shows in one place and so we shot that in kind of the the time between the two shows that's crazy yeah it was the best it was so fun we uh, shot it at this place it was like in the middle of amish country in indiana uh near um uh, bend indiana uh but it's like amish country and this this place that we shot it at was like had a religious affiliation and they said like we can't we don't want you to ever say where you that you shot this here because like <laughs> we don't approve of what happens on funny or die i'm like okay we won't uh and but we got to shoot there for free i think which was the best they're gonna come for you now yeah now yeah you're I, on the big boy podcast I'm moving yeah i'm driving away from la so they don't find me <laughs> uh, yeah it was the best so fun it was interesting uh there's kind of a little twist at the end with um they, 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 well, it's just so funny that the audience didn't realize he wasn't, he wasn't a millennial yeah. and then they figure at the end. What, how do you feel about twists in general, like in sketches? Yeah, I think, uh, I think that, yeah, it's really fun. I feel like the, the, the overarching rule would be like, you know, just have fun, like make sure your sketches reflect that you're having fun. Like don't forget about the fact that like, don't get so, uh, caught up in the form of like, you know, the this is the format of like a sketch that I was taught mm-hmm. uh, that you like can't inject like fun and weird surprises into sketches. I think that's a little bit of a problem sometimes, like mm-hmm. especially because you see B game stuff is like is like everywhere now, mm-hmm. and so you see a lot of uh, somewhat like sameness at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's true. I don't I, yeah i i i think um yeah you just i think it, as you get like as you keep doing it mm-hmm. i think you'll inevitably be like well i've been i've written enough like three beat sketches like right. they were like a, very important to my like development as a writer now i'm having a little more fun and i'm gonna just kind of like mess around with the format a little bit uh but yeah i think it's true like uh yeah you want to mix it up and keep things interesting uh, who were your teachers, by the way, at UCB? I was uh, asked that. I forgot. My, I had Alan McLeod for my 101, oh, wow. and then Eric Scott for my 201 cool. first sketch. Yeah. Oh, and then you never yeah. took you never took 301. Yeah, I never took 301 sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I had like Tooney and for for uh, Defonso Marx and mm-hmm. Julie Brister and Johnny Meeks for improv. Did you ever uh, try out for a Herald team or? Yeah, I, I've tried out two times now. Mm-hmm. Would you want to ever, would you want to do that? I think so. Yeah. I think it'd be mm-hmm. real. I mean, those people are so amazing. They're right. so funny. Uh, it would be so cool to, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'll keep auditioning. It, like improv's fun. Cool. Really fun. Yeah. Uh, so Clickhole, how did, uh, the, becoming a contributor at Clickhole happen? Um, I, so one of the people who was, who I worked with at Brown as a, who was the editor of a, the Brown Noser, uh, Jamie Brew 
was he started over at Clickhole as one of the first associate editors. He he had been at the Onion, and so when he like before Clickhole started up, he sent out or the Onion sent out an email that said to like a bunch of people, and I think that said like uh, you know we're starting a clickbait parody website. Um, and you want to submit a packet. And so he had flagged a bunch of people from school to submit. Uh, so I got to submit through him. Nice. Yeah. He's the best. Well, what was the, uh, the packet like? I think it was like 10 headlines. Yeah. I think it's similar to what it is now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so it was before it came or out. 20 headlines. It was, it was before it came out. Clickable. Yeah. I think actually, yeah, it was kind of interesting now that I think about it. I think it was 10 lists and 10 quizzes, which is kind of interesting because, oh think they used to do a lot more quizzes but they've kind of like de-emphasized them a little bit um so yeah when you got that like how'd you even think to like write headlines for that uh yeah it's hard i i think writing click all headlines is really hard and they do such amazing stuff Mm -hmm. um i think it's like i mean just for like your packet because they'd never come out before oh yeah well i mean i think uh you know i had written like and i think people had been writing like parodies of buzzfeed lists like it was uh, well known enough that you could, like that you had those targets. Um, I think, and I think when Clickhole started, people like thought about it as like a BuzzFeed parody website. Um, but really, I mean, the internet is so much. It's really just the voice of the internet. The internet right. is like that BuzzFeed voice is everywhere. So, um, yeah, I think there are enough like little, even those little banner, those those like uh, Google generated ads at the bottom of you know whatever oh right like, yeah, yeah these 10 like 10 celebrity bodies or whatever that are those are like you know another funny little target it's crazy how because i think like on paper like a buzzfeed parody doesn't sound like that interesting mm-hmm. and then when you see clickhole they just like first they have a very specific yeah like really crazy voice uh-huh. that's really fun and it's just like it's kind of like like onions like straight satire satire and mm-hmm. this is like subverting satire almost yeah yeah i think i mean they Oh, those are my knees cracking. Sorry about <laughs> that. Um, uh, yeah, they just do such a good job with it, and I think yeah, they have been able to like broaden their scope. Or I don't. I thought I think it always was pretty broad, yeah. but it's it's now you know they just make the most funny jokes and then kind of put them in those uh, funny recognizable containers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what do you do as a contributor? Uh, it's just so it's like ten headlines every Wednesday or uh, five. You submit headlines every Wednesday, and then you submit feature jokes at a certain day of the week. Mm-hmm. So those are like that they said what, or if uh, you know any sort of list style uh, piece they have coming up, they'll they'll request like feature submissions or joke submissions. Uh, how how do you come up with ideas? Uh, I think uh, you know similarly. I haven't uh, been submitting headlines for a little while. I submit mm-hmm. the they said what's because those are like the most fun things to mm-hmm. write. Right, um, but. I think it's you know similar to a sketch you kind of just like think about yeah a funny idea and then you kind of have in the back of your head like that internet voice kind of like okay so uh that can keep like giving you more fuel you can just fall back on like all right so what are some internet-y like tropes do you ever read uh buzzfeed stuff to like get ideas yeah i think when when i was submitting more i definitely did sometimes mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think like you don't want to like be too close like you know there's so many buzzfeed so like i'm trying to think of like a like a little buzzfeed style thing like if it was like 10 celebrities with the best butt like that's like a classic thing but if you just think like okay what how am i going to put like a spin on that and you're like 10 celebrities with the best arm uh 
like I think typically they'll like want you to kind of dig a little deeper right. and, and think of it in a more like okay rather than just changing one word in a real thing I'm gonna like step back and think about yeah what this means exactly yeah uh so how long have you been doing that uh since I think June, it was the World Cup like I think my first thing I got published <laughs> was about the World Cup it was uh so I think that was june 2013 or something like that 14 maybe yeah oh yeah 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 well what was it about the world cup it was like uh it was like uh, 10 soccer kicks you must absolutely know before watching the world (laughs) cup or like 10 types of kicks or something like that and then my friend uh noah prestwich who's over there Mm -hmm. still is uh he's like an associate editor now um he wrote the article so that was a fun little collab i mean he just i just pass off that headline he you know wrote it in in chicago but it was fun to like have that kind of work together in a, in a way so is your favorite thing to write the they said what yeah that's so fun because you can kind of just like turn your brain off and let just like the stupidest stuff kind of flow out uh it's very yeah i think i i would imagine that most people write it this way i'm just like kind of like a stream of consciousness almost like you just start writing a little quote and then just finish it out in like a weird way do you um, mostly like? So do you start with the celebrity first, or do you just start with the quote and then I, try to pick, try to match it to celebrity? I always start with just the quote. I think okay. sometimes it seems like people definitely start with the celebrity because they're ones that are like very much in reference to like a particular thing. But even then, maybe they just like start writing a quote and then they think of the celebrity midway through and then they like, you know, customize it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, would you ever want to go full time there? Um, I, I don't know. I guess now I don't think so. Cause I feel pretty kind of like LA is my home. Uh, it would be hard and scary to, to pick up and start somewhere else. And, uh, I mean, I'm definitely down to move one day if, you know, if, uh, the right thing comes along, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't think so, but it's, those guys are the best. I mean, those people are also so funny and the right, I've been to the writer's room. I've like to visit, friends in chicago and it's like a really interesting and amazing writer's room it's like extremely it's the most like high-minded kind of uh it's just like a very the way they talk about comedy is really cool and and interesting because you know they you know the, the, the way the onion works is you have like a packet with like 200 headlines right. and then you come out of the meeting having chosen like three or four or you know well, more than that but not that many and so the process of like okay do we choose this one or this one has to be so nuanced it's not just like you know with a sketch where it's just like a laugh test of like how much did the room laugh right. uh, it's definitely more like okay what what is everything let's like figure out exactly what this is it's cool so when you went there did you get to like just like pitch it like in the room yeah i think i mean there's uh yeah uh the most of the writers meetings i mean so i've only been to their their headlines meeting mm-hmm. i think they do like draft meetings which are probably more pitchy um but the headlines meeting is more just like a process of like let's cut down let's figure out what we're gonna run and then the pitching that they do in that meeting is just kind of to be like okay would this work like let's see if we could pitch a joke on this idea um and then some they'll do like sweat slight tweaks but it's not i don't think that i mean i've only been to one meeting but i don't mm-hmm. think it's like a uh, a lot of other writers rooms where you might like pitch an idea in the room it, like you basically go in with a packet of headlines and it's like which of these are we going to come out of here with cool interesting mm. 
how often do you write? Uh, I would say like every, probably every day. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I like lately I don't write that much on the weekends, uh, trying to, you know, get out there, see the world. But, uh, I think basically I would say every day, especially now where it's like, so I'm freelancing right now mm-hmm. and it feels very much like writing is going to be my ladder out right. of this. <laughs> like I really need to like cling, you know, do that. Mm-hmm. So like to not write for a day would be like, it would feel bad. <laughs> What, what what kind of uh, stuff are you writing for freelancing? Uh, I've been writing just kind of like just trying to you know get a nice little sam- pilot sample going. Okay, cool. Uh, if I have like a sketch idea for a video, been writing those down. Just you know not really knowing what will happen with it, but just for fun. I really like to do free writing too. I think that's cool. really fun. Uh, so I used to do a lot of like free writing, just writing like a story. So I would I would just open up a document and just like write uh like a like a story it was i had a blog it was called deer turd uh and i really loved it and now i can't get onto it anymore because oh man they they i registered it with my alumni email and now i can't get my uh, and then they changed my password it's crazy it's like i have this blog that i can't get into it feels very that's uh, terrible it feels very yeah and tumblr i i'm gonna figure it out i'm gonna get back in there that'll be my project for next week wow tumblr sucks yeah fuck tumblr that's the, the <laughs> message of this podcast but uh yeah, so I think free writing is really fun, and then sometimes now something I've been doing is like free writing in like a script form, which is something I didn't really do before. And that's actually how that big test video that was like a free writing thing. Oh, really? Just like okay, I'm just not gonna think about it. I'm just gonna like let the stupidest part of my brain like do this and try to make myself laugh while just like not changing anything. I think there were basically no changes from the the like the free written draft to the the one that we shot which is crazy that, cool. that's really exciting yeah it was so cool and there was a there's another video that i wrote that was like on a rooftop that was like a call it's called college and it's like a similarly thematic thing and it was that was also free written kind of that this was like one day in a cafe I had a really good time and wrote those both wow i've never really thought to free write in script form yeah it's like the best i think it's so fun and you can kind of just like it's a low uh it's a low stakes thing where mm-hmm. you, just, you just open up the word doc. Like hopefully you come out with something that has like a beginning and a middle and end. But if you decide not to finish it, you can just walk away from it and not feel right. bad about it. It's kind of like, and I, I think you can get to things that way that are hard to get to through like writing in a more, uh, you know, measured way. Mm-hmm. Coming from like a background of sketch and satire, do you um, have trouble with like pilots and stuff, like trying to get the like the emotional stuff come out? Yeah, I think uh, sometimes. Yeah, I mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I think I've like moved more towards like writing more like emotionally charged stuff. That's like, and it's usually in like a melodramatic way. So I'm kind of trying to follow that instinct, mm-hmm. and that feels like something that could like drive a longer thing, where like a that's not like fully joke driven. Like yeah cool uh you're a perfect tweeter oh cool <laughs> thanks <laughs> uh what, what's your uh uh do you have any like kind of method to twitter or yeah i don't know i honestly just like sometimes like recently i was just like man i i hadn't been tweeting for a long time because i was like I, I don't know what i'm doing on this website anymore like i don't yeah. know what to do and so now i'm just like i'm getting back into twitter and just thinking mm-hmm. well i'll just have fun and that's my method yeah it just yeah twitter feels like a chore to me yeah i think if you just let loose i think i would guess that 
most of the people who really love it just like let loose and, and yeah or or just don't like think about it too much um what what was the first time you got paid for writing uh i think it was for clickhole headlines yeah that's cool uh, yep um yeah so i have that check in my it's yeah in my room it's on my wall oh really I, that's I awesome hung up yeah does it say like does it have a clickhole logo on it or no it just says the onion oh but it has the onion logo or it just says the onion um oh yeah uh i think i think it just says the onion ah yeah and then oh, they should get a logo on their checks i know they have a great logo I mean, yeah what are a, they doing it's iconic they know they have access to a printer yeah you can print a check uh do you have any tips for young comedy writers yeah i think uh you know i mean you gotta you just uh you gotta write a lot that's important um I think following what makes you laugh is really important. I uh, I've been thinking lately about like the difference between trying to write something that you think is going to be like a viral hit versus something that you love to make. And I think you should always just do this thing you love to make. But I don't know, you know, I I haven't figured out how that works in the long term and whether uh, you can you can live by doing that. So, but bottom line right. is yeah, write and have fun. Write the stuff that you really like. That's interesting because you kind of know, because you worked at Funny or Die, so you mm-hmm. kind of know the difference between that. Yeah, I think, and I never really figured out, like, how to make a thing super viral. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess nobody, I mean, I think there are probably people who know, like, I, I've seen people who have, like, every video they release that so kind of has, like, that, like, oh, you know this is going to be picked up by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was never, I think, like, if you're a, per- a kid who, like, in high school felt like, you were like a, like something of like an outsider. It's hard for me to imagine that that kid will ever be able to write like viral hits over and over. Like I think <laughs> you would have to be somebody who was like, I want to be popular. Like that seems like the same instinct to me. Uh, but I think... well, you, you you paint that very negatively. <laughs> what, oh what oh yeah that of writing viral. Yeah, that you're just trying you're trying to like. Uh, I guess well, it kind of is like that though. Yeah. But, but I, and I think, you know, what I just said is probably not true because there are people who are like, they're the reason why their stuff is like picked up and, and is so good is because it's like a very honest, like, this is what it's like to be an outsider. Like, that's definitely, yeah. those videos go viral too. I think it mm-hmm. like, the bottom line is you just have to like, you have to be invested in the video you're making or whatever you're doing or mm-hmm. else the audience won't be. I think people can figure out if you're like, oh, they're just, like, making this video to try to make something go viral. You can kind of feel, like, that sort of disengagement from the thing versus if you, like, put your heart and soul into it and are like, this is exactly what I want to make. I feel like that feels like a more whole thing that people are like, okay, this is fully conceived and and I get this. And the people who have viral hits, like, I think they want, they their natural instinct is probably to be to head move towards that. And that's why their viral stuff feels very whole. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna wrap up with cool. you uh, critiquing some uh, right, some jokes. Yeah, this has been a great time. Um, all right, so these are clickle headlines because I'm working on that packet. Cool. Um, I have to say these are probably not good. So uh, hey, you know, feel free to rip into yeah, them because I, so I wrote, things are. I wrote these like uh, yesterday, real quick to have oh, them, cool. something for this. All right, all right, here we go. So should that? Should we? Would you read them all and then we'll talk about them at the end, or is it like a one? Would you? One? We could do it like that. Is that what you prefer? Uh, sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, article. Uh, this man loves Breaking Bad so much that he just checked into rehab for meth addiction. Uh, blog. 
If the sea levels keep rising, do you think I can break out my kick-ass inner tube? Uh, and then quiz. This Fraser quiz, char- this Fraser character quiz will determine if David Hyde Pierce lives or dies. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, I think that last one is my favorite. That one's great. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. I wrote that one like like right before I came here, so yeah. that's weird. Um, uh, yeah, I think, okay, so we got the meth addiction, we got the inner See, tube, yeah. and, the, and the David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, those are all, the Breaking Bad one. Maybe is like feels like I don't know. Maybe it's just too, too Breaking Bad was too long ago. Oh, interesting. I thought it was kind of too easy. Maybe. Yeah, and yeah, I think they. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's true that they like they tend to do you know I, when you're writing stuff for like Clickhole mm-hmm. or The Onion. I feel like so much of it is is just like okay, what is this like a Clickhole joke or is this like an Onion joke? Um, so yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Maybe they would, their angle on that would be like a little more far out or something like that. Um, and then, yeah, the inner tube one is fun. You got a great character there. You feel it all, you know, exactly what, what that's going to be. Uh, yeah, I think, I think those last two, you know, keep going. I like those (laughs) ones. Keep them in the packet. (laughs) All right. Cool. Uh, thanks for coming. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Uh, uh you know just just keep an eye out you know go to <laughs> at jay milstein on twitter check it out uh you know friend me on facebook and we can we can get on facebook messenger and just talk <laughs> oh that's very nice <laughs> yeah. of you for people yeah. <laughs> all right man thanks for coming yeah thanks so much this was a great time thanks for listening to this episode of on comedy writing i want to thank nick doss for supplying the sweet tunes zachary glassman for providing the awesome logo jeff carlson for editing the show and justin Arbobby for producing the whole damn thing Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, and like and follow on Comedy Writing on Facebook and Twitter. See you next week.